welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Another Lonely Christmas from the B-Sides, recorded on the 18th and 19th of February, 1984, at Sunset Sound, and released on the 28th of November, 1984. Um, so that's not too much of a gap. Um, the B-Side of I Would Die For You, uh, which feels appropriate, given the subject matter of this particular song. On the track, it is just Prince by himself. The original version of this song was 4 minutes 51, and there is an extended version that is roughly 2 minutes longer, uh, which of course was released uh, most recently on the um, the deluxe version of Purple Rain. And joining me to talk about this today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hey, Darren. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling right now? You feeling good? You feeling Christmassy? Because I, <laughs> I'm not. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. Do you know what? Um, to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I considered recording this song earlier and releasing it around Christmas. Yeah. Like out of release order. Um, but I. I mean. I had a fairly busy schedule Christmas anyway, yeah. so I didn't want to kind of, um, you know, have to do this song too early. So, you know, here we are, March 9th, 2018. <laughs> uh, you know, not, I mean, uh, not that, you know, like almost exactly, what, 34 years after this was recorded, um, you yeah. know, around kind of the same time. Uh, it's funny, actually, because, you know, the first two Prince albums that I got, Diamonds and Pearls and um, Symbol, I got as Christmas presents. Oh. Um, and so I always kind of associate those albums with hear, you know, hearing them over the Christmas period. So I kind of associate them with Christmas, even though they aren't really Christmassy um, per se. No. <laughs> and going through those albums and kind of talking about those tracks, most of those songs were actually recorded the December before they were released anyway. Oh, yeah. So Prince was kind of recording a lot of stuff at Diamonds and Pearls December 1990, and then, you know, it got released in 1991. And the same for Symbol. A lot of that stuff was recorded December 1991, and then released like you know almost a year later. Right. So it's interesting that Prince then decided that, um, you know, I guess actually I would die for you was released you know about a month before Christmas, so it sort of makes sense. But yeah, this is Prince's only kind of Christmas song, mm -hmm. and um, you know, uh, on the back of a song that says "I would die for you," uh, the idea of death obviously permeates this song. Yeah, um, for, like for a genre, I think I mean I I, I feels like it's a it doesn't feel like it's a Christmas song, obviously, no. aside from having Christmas in the title. It feels kind of like a very kind of melodramatic ballad. Yeah, a power ballad. Uh, I Because yeah. I, I related so much with Purple Rain, I think it, it follows right after Purple Rain itself insofar as like just like a power R&B rock ballad. So it's kind of like the diehard of Christmas songs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. A after this song, we have, um, you know, God, which I think was the B-side for another Purple Rain song. Yeah. Um, and then you finish you finish the B-sides with two kind of like new songs with For the Tears in Your Eyes and Power Fantastic. So it, I like it's interesting. I mean, obviously, so whoever was kind of programming the, the order for these B-sides um, you know, they didn't really kind of, they didn't stick to like a release order. They just kind of, you know, they just kind of put stuff on there. Uh, sometimes it almost seems like in any old order. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like the fact that they finish. I think that, that like the finish of Another Lonely Christmas going into God, I think those two songs kind of really work well together. Obviously recorded around the same period. Right. And, and you know, God, God obviously is the love theme in Purple Rain. Um, and then for the tears in your eyes and power fantastic, I think that's you know that's a nice way to finish this album in inverted commas, um, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I remember the first time I heard this, which was when I bought the hits, the B sides, which I bought on cassette mm -hmm. uh, using my own money. This was not a Christmas present. Uh, I think it cost 
uh, about eighteen pounds, <sighs> something like that, for the for the triple cassette. Okay, okay. Uh, and obviously, I'd you know I'd heard a lot of the hits because you know obviously they were hits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I'd heard by that point I'd heard Peach certainly because that had been released as a single. You know, and then you know I listened to the B sides, and I, I'm sure I've said this on a few of these tracks now, but. Like each B side to me was kind of like a revelation because I was like, these are songs that I'd never heard before, right. and you know, I, you know, I wasn't a Prince fan until you know a couple of years before this, so this is a lot of Prince eighty stuff that you know I'm sure some of the fans would have known the B sides, and obviously some of the the kind of bigger collectors would have had like you know some of the bootlegs of some of the the other tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they'd already heard like Power Fantastic or something on a bootleg somewhere. But for me, this was just like 20 brand new songs, you know, and that's obviously a lot to take in. But I remember getting to this song and just like hearing, you know, the opening of this song and being like, what on earth is this? Song? Like, what's going on in this song? Yeah. Like, and you, you hear the lyrics and like the production and, you know, it's uh, the fact that it's just all prints as well. You know, like you have all the kind of the runs on the pianos and the, the kind of the kind of guitar soaring over the top of it. And it's kind of it's really weird because it's it's almost a little bit kind of like a you know loud quiet loud quiet grunge, so you kind of have like some of the verses get really loud and then you've got the kind of the quiet little bits and and the story as well like the you know I hadn't really heard many Prince songs that were kind of like story songs up until this point right so this whole kind of this this story of you know this lost lover. And, um, you know, Prince kind of <laughs> drinking banana daiquiris till he's blind. Even as like a, a you know, a, a, a 14, 15 year old, I'm sure I was like, whatever banana daiquiri is, it sounds like I want that, you know, <laughs> just because Prince, because Prince is the one drinking that. That sounds like a Prince drink. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, you know, and that's like this whole, this song, I remember listening to like some of the, you know, the B-sides. And there were some that I would say are kind of weaker than the others. Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many that kind of like stood out where I'm just like, this is an amazing song. Like, why why isn't this a hit? Why isn't Erotic City like a hit? Right. Why isn't Shockadelica a hit? You know, like, why isn't She's Always In My Hair like a hit? You know, why isn't 17 Days a hit? And I, I thought that with this, I was like, why doesn't everybody know? I mean, obviously at this point, this is this song was only like nine years old, but... I'm just like, why doesn't everybody know that this is a great Christmas song, even if it is really a Christmas song? But like, why didn't Prince just release this as a single and just have it play every Christmas along with all the other like horrible Christmas songs that, you know, drive everybody insane? Mm. Like if this if someone at Warner's had just gone, yeah, let's stick it out as a double A side. Prince could have been coining in the money from this every single year because radio stations would have been forced for like a whole month just to put it into their rotation, you know. And if I have to put it with bloody haircut, you know. The, the, that cavalry song by Jonah Louie, then I feel like I should at least have people listening to this Prince song about Christmas. And it's not the only Christmas song about heartbreak. We have Last Christmas by Wham. And I think that'd be, yeah, yeah that could be, you could pair I it mean, with that and the sad part of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Or even, you know, you got that, uh, the song, what is it, River by, uh, you know, Joni Mitchell, is it? Yeah. You know, like, that's not even really about Christmas, but people play that at Christmas. Come on, people. Start <laughs> playing this song on the radio at Christmas just, you know, for no other reason than it's, like, really fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, fun in a, in a kind of weird way. But, yeah, I mean, let's start with the story then, you know. Obviously, it starts with Prince singing, Last night I spent another lonely Christmas. Darling, darling, you should have been there. Because all the ones I dream about, you are the one that makes my love shout. You see, you are the only one I care for. And we've got this kind of really kind of like heavy reverb on these on these vocals yeah. to the point where sometimes you can't you can't quite understand what prince has just sung because the echo from the the last word is still kind of like reverberating there and it's it's i don't know i just love that i love the production of this song so much 
Um, and I just kind of love the the kind of bombastic kind of, you know, opening of last night I spent another lonely Christmas. And each time Prince returns to the chorus, he doesn't just sing the same chorus. He kind of really puts his emotion into it and kind of, you know, each each one's slightly different and there's this kind of different emphasis. But I don't know. I just I love the kind of opening with this kind of really daring kind of, you know, you should have been there like the the, the, the like the, the the title of another lonely christmas and you should have been there and you know there's a, straight away there's a question because you're thinking to yourself why is he lonely yeah. and then what's what's this kind of who's this darling that should have been there uh, and i think it's just a great opening you know who who broke his heart or does he even have a broken heart and hearing the story unfold it's it, it took me a little while to actually hear it a couple times and actually pay more attention to the lyrics in the story but it's really intriguing. It's something that you you kind of wouldn't expect. Like even going back to last Christmas, it's not just yeah. break up. It's something a little bit more deeper in that loss. And the, the fact that he says another—that's the thing. It's like this isn't this isn't the first year after this has happened. Yeah, this isn't this isn't like uh, not like last Christmas. You know, when people are giving away their heart and the next day it's being given away. This is this is this is like uh, this is maybe in my mind I'm thinking this is like the fourth or fifth Christmas where he's still missing this person, um, yeah. you know, and obviously, you know, if it's the first Christmas after, then obviously that's devastating. But another one, <laughs> just there's an implication there of, you know, as a listener, you're thinking at some points, maybe you, you should get over this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I get it. You were in love, but uh, maybe move on Prince. Maybe, maybe lay off the daiquiris. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, and the thing is, as well, it, it, like it also, it's a kind of story song where, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you get a very kind of clear picture of of what Prince is trying to tell you, in the sense that, you know, um, when we get to the first kind of verse, and I love as well how we have like the chorus is super loud and there's lots of noise and there's, you know, there's kind of you know pianos and guitars and everything, and then we get to the verses and they're very quiet, yeah, and the kind of the drums are very kind of, you know, just kind of very gentle. Um, and Prince, I mean, the echo doesn't go anywhere. So <laughs> Prince is still very echoey. But he says, "Remember that time we swam naked in your father's pool? Boy, was he upset that night. But boy, was boy, that was ever that cool. cool." And the thing is, in your head, you've, you've got a clear idea of like, you know, these two kids swimming in this pool, being found out. Mm. Kind of, you know, Prince hurriedly grabbing a towel and quickly getting his clothes and being kind of rushed out of this house and like. There's a that kind of in a few lines. There's like an immediate picture of like, um, you know, this incident, um, you know, and like each each few lines, he kind of comes up with these new like remembrances, and I just kind of love how it, certainly in my mind's like you have this very clear idea of, oh, I I know what this relationship was. I know how kind of playful it was, and clearly it's young love, and you know, there's a whole load of things that kind of come from these lyrics that I just really yeah. I really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. That just yeah. Everything you said, the kind of young love and playfulness and how much it really meant to him at the time. And I I, kind of going back to what you're saying, maybe he should get over it. But I think around (laughs) I think that's just how powerful that love was. Yeah. 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 And then he says something which I think is quite interesting, something that, you know, for many years I didn't really quite understand, which is where he goes, remember that night we played Pocono for money? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know what that is, or, yeah. but <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, oh, this is a very specific kind of game that obviously Prince must have like enjoyed playing at some point, maybe with the Revolution, maybe you know, backstage, mm. this is what they were playing, and this is how he's kind of put it in. But it has like a, a it's like a specialized deck, 
Um, and it's like a combination of poker and um, Kino. Yeah, and it's okay. kind of similar to Bingo, and there's like there's all kinds of like very specific rules about it. And I don't know, I just, I just like the idea that Prince has got this like this this game is very specific. Like yeah. this is what he did, and he and not here, but the fact that they played it for money again, such a clear kind of image of what's going on here. And he says, "And you robbed me blind." Um, and then in my probably one of my favorite Prince lines. Where he goes, remember how loud you used to scream because you you hated the number nine, mm. and I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, I was, yeah. I was just the, the, that phrase is like so weird, but at the same time you're like, oh yeah, that's what they're, you know, that's something that in a relationship, that's what you can kind of do is you can have these very specific things. Exactly. That when you explain them to like an outside audience, people are like, what? She hated that number nine. Like, I mean, that might be related to the game. It's like I'm not even familiar with this game. I I heard the Kino part, so I thought it was Kino, and I'm not even familiar with Kino. But then looking at the lyrics, saying uh, Pokino, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> I just had no idea what that was. I tried looking it up, and I just did not understand it after a while. So maybe number nine, like you lose your money. I'm not even sure. Maybe it was something specific for yeah. that, his partner. But I, yeah, but it's like, it's, it's obviously, there's must've been a specific game mm. where that came up and that's kind of, it turns into like an inside joke. And I just kind of love that kind of thing. I mean, that's just something it's like, it's just such, such a perfect kind of thing of like, that that's how close they were that, you know, that, that there was obviously something about the number nine in this one game that they played that probably, you know, it's just an inside joke. And it's just, I don't know, it's just great. It's great because you, you kind of get this clear idea with each kind of line of of how close these people were. Yeah. Uh, and then we kind of get this this kind of weird thing where he goes, hey, I saw your sister skating on the lake this afternoon. And then, and then we get the good heavens, how she's grown. She swoons the boy skaters, but she's so tall. But of all your father's children, <laughs> all your father's children, baby, you know, you are the finest <laughs> of them all. You are brighter than the northern star. And I, 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 last night I spent another lonely Christmas. And then we go back to the chorus again. Mm-hmm. And each time we go back to the chorus, there are slight emphasis on different words. Um, so in some of them, it's kind of another lonely Christmas and the another is kind of like really dragged out. And then in other times it's Christmas. But I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, obviously the good heaven, how she's grown thing. Um, I, I mean, I guess with, I don't know how old this character that Prince is playing is meant to be. Obviously at the time when Prince recorded this, he was like, you know, in his early twenties. So, you know, it doesn't seem quite as bad as when we get to symbol and he's in his thirties talking about 16 year olds. Um, yeah. But I, I like as well how this gives the impression that obviously, you know, um, this sister probably when, you know, uh, this, this lover of, of whoever is singing this song, when they, when that dark, di- when that person died, obviously the sister was, you know, kind of, you know, really, really young. And yeah. that's, that, that also adds to the idea that a lot of time has passed, um, you know, obviously also in the title, you know, another, you know, so this is not just something that happened, a couple of years ago, but obviously, you know, this, this sister now she's, you know, she's so proficient in skating and all the boy skaters are, you know, she's tall, you know, they're all swooning over her. So like, you know, it's, it feels like, you know, this, this other person's been away so long that, you know, maybe this sister is older than the, the one who, you know, died or, you know, maybe she's kind of, that's why when he's saying she's, she's so tall, um, you know, the whole, but I do, I just do love the good heavens, how she's grown. I mean, that's just one of my favorite deliveries, that, you know, Prince does. Well, there's also that sense that he's looking at the uh, younger boys and it might be a, 
away. It, it, it reminds him, or it reminds him of himself when he was when he was their age, and just how yeah. he fell in love with this woman who, or this person who's who's left him. Yeah, I think that's yeah. there's kind of that. He just fits so much of a story, and so so few lines. You kind of forget how powerful that poetry can be. Um, yeah. you know, the brighter than the North star, I guess that kind of returns back to the Christmas aspect of it, but just the story that's told in those first two verses, you, you learn a lot and you get a lot. And in the, uh, in the, like the shorter version, the version that's on the hits, um, you know, we, we kind of jump to, um, <laughs> to my mom always used to say, uh, trust your lover, but now I guess that only applies to her. Um, and then he starts going about how you promised me you'd never leave. And he goes really high for that. And then he goes, and then you died on the 25th day of December. So it's not just that Prince doesn't have his lover with him for Christmas. It's that she died on, died Christmas. on Christmas. That's that's the, so by the time you get to this point, you're like, oh my, like, that's like, the you know, a hit. But there is actually a, you know, there's a whole dropped kind of like verse um, and chorus that in the extended version actually sets up something that comes up later on in the song. Um, and I think it's interesting because it feels like this is the most intimate of the verses. Like this really kind of, um, you know, lays out what their relationship was like behind closed doors. Yeah. Uh, where Prince asks, do you still like banana daiquiris? Boy, we used to get so tight. You used to get so horny. <laughs> and, and then Prince says, you made me leave the lights on. Now, it's interesting because in Blue Light... Um, it is his lover who wants it in the dark, um, mm. whereas here it's Prince who wants it in the dark. So obviously, you know, later on in life, Prince wants a blue light on, but here she's making him leave the light on. And then, of course, Prince says, I pay money just to see you laughing, dancing silhouette upon the pier. Sometimes I think I hear you smiling. Sometimes I think you're here. And then he says, I find myself holding every pillow in the bed you and I used to share. Last night I spent another lonely Christmas, darling. You should have, you should have been there. Mm. Um, and then we kind of, you know, we kind of get an extra chorus before we go back into, you know, where where the song, you know, joins up with the the kind with of the original version. Yeah, yeah. But I I just kind of like this idea of Prince being like, you know, this is very kind of like vulnerable picture he's painting. Even though he's kind of boasting about how horny they get and right, talking yeah. about the dancing silhouette, like that first half, it almost feels like he him kind of like bragging to you know whoever this audience is that he's singing about this lonely christmas to uh, which i think at this point i'm going to say is his cats uh, that's how i imagine it i imagine you know prince kind of like in his apartment just singing to his cats uh, like screaming to the heavens you know i spent another lonely christmas um but then the whole thing about you know holding every pillow and you know like that's you know a very kind of intimate image and um you know i, I think that kind of it, it kind of grands it a little bit because obviously it makes the first half feel a little bit more like a, a kind of a boast of him trying to remember yeah. being happy. And then you realize he's just lying in the bed, holding the pillow, like, you know, smelling what was left of, you know, her scent. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like if I were to re-edit that song, I feel like the second part where he's talking about, uh, I think I hear you smiling, which is weird i don't know if you can hear a smile yeah i think yeah um i i understand what he's saying but just that that second part i kind of prefer better in the uh in the song the first part it was actually kind of weird to hear no the, yeah. the banana daiquiris part that makes sense but that's for later in the song 
But just to hear you, oh, you used to get so horny. That's like, that feels weird in this part <laughs> of the song. And especially how the song sounds. Yeah. That feels a bit out of place. I have to be yeah, I can, I can almost see why they went with the edit. Because I think, I mean, admittedly, you lose the Banana Daiquiri setup. Yeah. But then you kind of get the, you know, you, I mean, I, I still love the Banana Daiquiri's line later on anyway even in the edited version. So mm. I feel like you can lose that and you don't lose too much. But yeah, it just, I mean, I like the pillow stuff, but like you say, yeah, the horny stuff, it just feels a little bit kind of weird. Um, but yeah, and then we return to, you know, the oh, whole... I, I just wanted to, to break in. You're talking about him singing to his cats. Do you think one of his yes. cats is named Scarlet? Because like Scarlet Pussy. <laughs> I just wanted to get that joke out of there. Probably, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I, I mean, <laughs> just... I'm, I, there's a there's a good there's a good chance that that meow meow is on his leg. Um, oh yeah. So um, but anyway, we then get Prince saying, "My mom always used to say, uh, trust your lover.'" And then he, I, the weird thing is that when he goes, "But now I guess that only applies to her." Mm. I I always find that line to be a bit odd because I'm not quite sure what he's trying to say. Um, but then obviously, you know, he we get the kind of the big build of the chorus of "Oh baby, last night I spent another lonely Christmas," and then you know. This uh, this is when we get to the kind of the root of what's happening. You know, how long has he been alone? What was the cause of the death? Because at this point, you're still thinking to yourself, okay, I get it. He's he's not got over this. What mm. is going on? You're like, you know, kind of let me know. Um, and I was going to say, I get a sense of betrayal though in that line. My mama used to say, "Always trust your lover." Uh, it only applies to her because her lover is not dead, or her partner is no not dead. And I think maybe yeah. it's kind of like the youthfulness of. Um, that person just died and disappeared. I, how can I trust somebody who, who does that to me? I guess, which... and also she she died on the twenty fifth day of December, which exactly. I love as well. Like, <laughs> I like as well. Hey, he doesn't say you died on Christmas Day. He says you died on the twenty fifth day of December. Like the holiday no longer applies to that date because that is the day she died. Yeah, um, and then we get the. Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it seems like neither of these people are medical experts because your father said it was pneumonia. Your mother said it was stress. <laughs> and then the doctor said you were dead. And I say it's senseless. So we mm. never actually get a, a concrete cause of what happened. Right. Though I'm going to guess pneumonia is probably more likely than stress. Um, but, you know, this was the 80s. Yuppies were probably dying of stress every day. So I can understand right. how Prince might see that. as. But I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I That always kind of... I, I guess I, I was never going to get a solid answer for what happened. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like... That always feels like a bit of a cop out, where, where where he just goes, "I say it's senseless," and that's the that's kind of the end. Um, for, for maybe it's just how my mind works, but there's a part that kind of thinks maybe it was actually AIDS. I don't remember where I heard it, but sometimes someone would say in the eighties, especially someone would say, "Oh, they died from pneumonia," when it was actually HIV or AIDS or AIDS related. Yeah. So yeah, that's, AIDS related. Yeah, yeah, that's where my mind kind of would go. Yeah. Now maybe it's just because of that's in the like the background radiation of what all that means, but I, that's I think neither of them wanted to admit it was like AIDS, so saying ammonia or stress, and the doctor's just saying she's dead, and he can't even figure out what that means either. But you know that's like fan theory kind of thing, so that might not that possibly isn't right at all. I mean, I guess I mean yeah, I mean it makes sense because the year before this was. I mean, it was 1982 when the CDC called it AIDS. Mm -hmm. So 1983 was kind of when a lot of information was being 
put out about it. And so, I mean, I, I guess that would kind of make sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like it never kind of occurred to me that that might have been the reason, you know, that the fact that that no one is willing to say why she died. Yeah, that I mean, that works as well as anything. I mean, it's certainly better than Prince just saying, but the doctor said you were dead. And I say it's senseless. I mean, you know, and then this is where we find out every night now for seven years, I drink banana daiquiris till <laughs> I'm blind. As long as I can hear you smiling, baby, you won't hear my tears. Another lonely Christmas is mine. Yeah, mine. Yeah. Another lonely Christmas is mine. And then we go back to the chorus one mm. last time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love that build-up of Another Lonely Christmas is mine. I mean, that whole thing is just, it's so great. And of course, we get the callback here of As Long As I Hear You Smiling, which was from the, you know, the verse that had been excised. So yeah. again, the banana daiquiris and the Hear You Smiling thing kind of actually call back to something. Yeah. But if you're hearing this as I was in 1993 for the first time, that that those phrases do strike you as a bit odd because you're like, hold on, wait there, hold on a second. What's, you know, so, but yeah, but we find out now it's been seven years since um you know since this uh, girl died on christmas so that would be 1977 <laughs> that she yeah. died if this is coming out in 84 so um you know come on prince she's deader than disco get over it um, <laughs> but yeah i mean i i think i think it's interesting that you know we we have that use of seven obviously prince did a song called seven you know you have yeah. a seven year itch there are a few other songs where prince has used seven as a number before he used it in the song seven so i think it's interesting that he's saying it here yeah. um, i think there's the a, same- a, a spiritual um connection that he had with it i think i saw that on pop-up video but that's why he always turned uh towards seven i yeah i wish i remember the specifics but there was a spiritual reason why he picked seven but that was also why a part of me why i thought he picked i i couldn't figure out why nine but nine it had to have some significance for him the way seven did so that's why yeah there's a part of me that's also like nine has some significance that i just don't understand i mean i i think the thing is as well like i think picking a number you have to like if you just said like maybe three years or something you might think well you know i don't know i seven feels like just the right amount for it to be kind of tragic yeah um, from his point of view like you know seven years later and he's still not over it uh obviously you know if if the if the you know let's say they were kind of in there maybe 20 when she died and um you know so he's about 27 but now this younger sister is maybe 21 and that's that's kind of why this is you know that's why when he saw her it's kind of brought these feelings back or something like i think there's there's a whole lot of extra stuff that this song doesn't really address that i think as a listener you you kind of start thinking to yourself well you know what is the significance of this why seven years mm-hmm. um but also why banana daiquiris i mean <laughs> I, I i think i love that kind of specificity though the kind of choice of like well he's not just drinking daiquiris till he's blind which would kind of scan roughly the same as well but it's the fact that he's drinking banana daiquiris till he's blind i just kind of love that i love that detail uh but obviously if you're hearing the edited version that's the first time that comes up but if you're you know obviously it's a nice little callback if you're listening to the extended version you know, like he's he's taken her drink, you know, the drink that she enjoyed, mm-hmm. and then he's just drinking himself blind every single night for seven years. You know, which considering you know this song, you know the kind of the screams to his cats of spending another lonely Christmas, um, I do kind of like that. But I also, I mean, I just love the detail that she died on Christmas. Like yeah. the significance of Christmas is not just that you know it's a holiday where you would miss someone who you know you loved. 
it's actually the fact that she died on that day. That's the thing that really kind of brings it home. You know, like obviously the chorus is, I spent another lonely, lonely Christmas. You know, that's what he's singing. But when it gets to the, the actual day of saying when she died, he, he doesn't say Christmas. He says 25th day of December. And so I just like the idea that, you know, you've got a holiday, but he doesn't want to call it holiday. And, you no. know, I, I don't know. It's I, it's just, I think it's really well constructed. And, and, you know, this is this is probably, out of all the kind of story songs that Prince has, you know, this is probably my absolute favorite because it's mm. just so clear. Like I, like in my mind's eye, I'm like, I know exactly what this relationship was. I know exactly like the state that he's in now. <laughs> like seven years of drinking banana daiquiris. That's got to be quite expensive as well. That's not a cheap drink to make. You, you're having to put a lot of ingredients into a daiquiri to get it to, you know. So I just but kind if, of love. If you're going to have it, you're probably going to have it once a year, especially to uh, commemor- commemorate, but like to yeah, drown to the sorrows. Yeah, remember. Yeah. Yeah, not every day. I mean, that's yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that's. I mean, the the alcohol's probably playing havoc on his on everything. But I think you know the banana daiquiri part of it, and that's a lot of sugar as well. So, hmm. um, you know, just not very healthy. No. Uh, but I just I just kind of like it as well. And obviously, the song kind of has a lot of um, you know production going on. There's a lot of you know it's it's very loud when we get to the choruses, and it's very quiet when we're in the verses. But at the end, you have like kind of all these piano runs where he's like kind of going down the piano and just kind of it does sound like he's drunk on banana daiquiris. I'm gonna be honest when he's just kind of playing it, and there's like a hot you know that you've got the kind of uh, everything kind of builds and then it kind of just fades out, and you kind of have just this this kind of this lone kind of guitar mm. just playing a, a, a note and then you just have, kind of have this low kind of tone and then that's the end of the song um you know and it i, I don't know i just it's just one of my favorite songs because it, you know i didn't know about it until i heard the b-sides album mm. and then instantly i was just like this is this is so great this is just like you know why is it why was it a b-side <laughs> you know yeah. why wasn't this the a-side you know uh, you know why didn't he save this for around the world in a day because i feel like it would fit with some of the stuff that's going on in around the world today a, a, a lot of the production on around the world today is a lot busier than the stuff that was on um purple rain so it, it kind of fits with that so you know why not just stick it on around the world in a day release it as a single hey presto instant christmas hit you know yeah <laughs> but uh i i don't know I, I i just love this song so much um and it, you know I feel like the, the kind of the extended version, that extra verse kind of like we said, it adds a little bit, but I don't think it really adds enough that it's worth kind of keeping it. No, I think emo- the emotional part of it works. Yeah. But I think outside of I think that first part of just the sex part and especially depressing song, it's kind of weird. And as you were saying, kind yeah. of boastful and braggy. So, you know, if I was to pick, I would pick the, the edited version. Yeah. Let's say this. Let's say this. The extended version, four out of five. The normal version, a clear five out of five. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I'll give four, four out of five to both. I mean, I like it. It has that. I think I just have to be more familiar with it because this was a song that was a bit new to me when I was coming to this project. So it, it reminded me. It has that same kind of hand waving, hand waving kind of feel that uh, the Purple Rain does, and that's why you know I I was kind of digging it. But if yeah. I wanted to hear it, I I was at the gym this morning and Purple Rain came on when I was listening to my, my iPod and I was like, oh, listen to this whole uh, eight, nine minutes of this song. And I was I was also listening to another Lonely Christmas. But, you know, but I still it's a good song you know, for me. The, my favorite his kind of favorite story song would be Ballad of Dorothy Parker. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I love that as well. I mean, I mm. love everything off Sign of the Times, ex- with the exception of it. Um, but mm. and there are, like you say, there are a couple of good story songs on there as well. But I just love the kind of the kind of overblown kind of like the production is like so kind of crazy yeah. when it gets to the verses and uh, when it gets to the choruses, sorry, and then the like the verses are so quiet and like the kind of echoey stuff and I don't know, I just kind of love it. Uh, now the song was only ever played once, um, <laughs> and that was on the twenty sixth of December, nineteen eighty four. At yeah. the St. Paul Civic Center. Um, and I just love that. I love that Prince is like, I've got a Christmas song. I'm going to play it on Boxing Day, uh, you know, about a month after this single has been released. And this is the B side. And, you know, I'm, I'm playing that. And then, and then he's just like, I'm never playing this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, that's it's it. Like a, it's like a Greek. Greek poet just doing their poem one time and then never again. And I, th- I, I just love that. I love the kind of like, oh, that's it. I've done it. And it's mm-hmm. it's gone. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't able to find any, um, you know, covers of this. I, I actually, I, I feel like you're about to tell me someone's. <laughs> I did. Yeah, uh, um, there was a uh, project from James uh, McNew from Yola Tango called Dump, and he uh, covered a bunch of Prince songs uh, for a record called That Skinny Mother with a high voice uh, yeah. this is one of them and it's a low it's a very much a lo-fi version of it and it has the same kind of uh loud quiet dynamic to the loudness i think it's either it's either guitar or uh, synth but um it's okay i think it's <laughs> I, just, I mean it's not bad it's just a very lo-fi version of the yeah. song from like the uh, the uh, late 90s so yeah yeah, okay. that was uh, I was able to find that, but outside of that, nothing else. Well, I feel like we've said as much about a lo- another lonely Christmas as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at eh Wallace, and you can find me on Instagram on my fitness Instagram at the Elliot Wallace. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track, or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. Not sure why you would at Prince Trap by Track at Gmail dot com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Elliot. Hey, thanks. I'm going to grab a quick uh, banana daiquiri. Do you want one? Or... <laughs> no, I, I think I'm good for the moment. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Otherwise...